Business Bros is your show, where small business professionals just like you come to tell their stories. This podcast is for those who understand the number one rule in business, which is to be of service to others. Learn how today's professionals generate leads, what's working on social media, what's hot and what's not, straight from the mouths of those who are out there doing the real work. And now let's welcome your hosts, Hernan Cias, the real estate bro with eXp Realty, the cloud-based brokerage where top producers reign, and James Cias, the insurance bro with Pipeline Insurance, making sure you are covered because there's a lot riding out there. And now here are the business bros. Welcome to another episode of Business Business Brothers. Business Brothers. (laughs) It works. It works. It's actually, you know, it's actually true. Most people don't don't know. They just kind of go business bros. And then after talking to us for a while, and if you you hear us laugh together, like (laughs) if you ever get my dad, James, and me in the room, like when we laugh, like you can tell, oh snap, they're related. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Three laughs, all pretty much identical, just at a different pitch. Yeah. And we- also yesterday, Cindy Moon was uh, had us on on Instagram, and uh, she was like business brothers. I was like, yeah. okay. Well, because it makes sense. Like once you actually know, they're like, oh, not like bros. Like we're cool bros. Like actual brothers. So yeah, it's, it's a thing. Yeah, it's a, it's definitely a thing. Hey, really quick before we get into the program today, 365 pairs of shoes we're still looking to collect. We got a bunch in the background here we're starting to collect. We got bags, we got boxes, but we're still trying to reach that goal, 365 pairs of shoes for the homeless. So let us know, 619-884-0045 or james at csfirst.com. Give him a call. He'll ride over on his Harley and pick him up. And if you request it, we'll give you a little bottle opener from Pipeline Insurance. So hit us up as soon as possible. All right, ladies and gentlemen. So today in the podcast studio, we got Mr. Jeff Katz from Compass. Thank you for having me. Welcome to the studio, my friend. Appreciate being here. Oh, dude. So um, first of all, can you tell everybody how we met? Yeah, we met through Jose over at uh, Visionary Media. Yeah, yeah. Appreciate him. Jose's doing some amazing things, right? They're on to something good. Dude, he's he's uh, he's my boy. He's been helping us out with a lot of our content. So if you take a look at our Instagram, at Business Bros Pod, or, Twi- or, or our Facebook, all that stuff is all Visionary Media. So if you're ever interested, I mean, if you ever are looking for some social media content, for some video content... Jose's the guy to go to. Cool. I had to give a shout out. No, absolutely. I appreciate them (laughs) tremendously. I mean, I've been in the business a few years now, and there's no one that I've encountered like them that are really hustling on behalf of their clients. Mm -hmm. You know, not only are they serving their own business, but they're serving their clients. And I think it's going a long way. Yeah. And there's a difference between just, you know, creating some content and having a creative opinion about what you're doing. Right. And that's one of the things that they do that I really love. You sit down, you tell them what you have in mind and then they go, that's great. Here's what we're thinking. Sure. And it's it's a it's a different dynamic. It opens up like things that you never even thought of. Right. And uh, and helps take your your business to another level. I think uh, visionary. They hit it on the head with that because they see the vision. You know, they will help you fill in the gaps of what you're trying to accomplish. And so we got some things queued up in the pipeline that I'm pretty excited about. So shout out to Jose. Shout out to Adrian. I really appreciate working with them. Absolutely. Mr. Fugati's got to get his piece too. Right. All right. So Jeff, tell me a little bit about, you know, where you came from. How did you decide to get into this world of real estate? Sure. Sure. Great question. I didn't realize it was a, it was its own 
atmosphere, basically an environment. Um, I, I just had a passion for real estate. Uh, growing up, my best friend's parents' house was just stunning. And every time I walked in that house, I had this feeling that I wanted to replicate over and over and over again. And I wanted to serve people. I loved sales. I loved real estate. And so it was a perfect blend for me. It was just a matter of when to get into real estate. So I've always wanted to be in the business. It just wasn't until recently that I actually made the jump. It was, was it a, was it a, tough decision to like take that leap of faith or you just knew like okay i'm gonna you know i'm gonna do this for a while and then at this date i'm in and it was just a smooth transition uh to be honest it was a drawn out process for me it was something that was always on the back burner i wanted to make the jump but i didn't understand the right way to do it um, i wanted to make sure that i had the experience to walk into a business and handle you know big money um, and also service people properly. And so I was running my own business at the time. We had some things go in a different direction than we had hoped. It gave us a great opportunity to uh, jump into the real estate space. And so I didn't actually realize how competitive it was, how difficult <laughs> it was. Uh, I think like a lot of people, you know, they just thought, hey, I love homes, I love sales. You can make some decent money, you can help some people. And so I jumped into it and then real quickly I realized, oh wow, there's a lot of dynamics to this business. There's a lot of, one of those weird things that I like to throw out there, everybody thinks they know real estate. The client thinks they know real estate. The client thinks all I gotta do is hit up my neighbor or my friend or my you know cousin that has a real estate license. I'm good, I'm solid, I'm ready. You know, that's that's cool, that's all I need. But little do they know, they do something like that. They could be picking a real estate agent that sells maybe one or two houses a year, maybe has no experience in that particular market. They put the, the sign in the front yard and then they're like, well, how come mine hasn't sold in you know four weeks, five weeks down the road when my neighbor put it up and like seven days later it's gone? Like what, you know, what happens? There's a, there's a, a learning curve that happens. What was your experience with your learning curve? Uh, for me, I just jumped all in. Um, I realized very quickly that if I was going to make up ground on uh, on what I wanted to accomplish, I needed to double down on myself. And so rather than working 40, 45 hours, I was working 80, 90 hours my first two years, really making sure that I was able to make up for my lost time. So it was just a learn while you earn type thing. Absolutely. Did yeah. you get any uh, coaching, any training? How, how, did, how did you go about choosing your particular brokerage? Yeah. So I actually interviewed all over the place um, and I was leaning towards one. They didn't call me back. And so I went with another and it was all about building credibility. You know, when you're brand new, um, I knew that I needed to stand on the shoulders of a giant and I wanted to align myself with a brand that would allow me to do that. And so the, for the first couple of years of my business, <clears throat> it worked out great for me. Um, and as I've started to grow and, and develop my business, I've, I started to look at who could proactively empower my business. So, it's, yeah, that's that's one of those things where. It's either a coach or somebody who's already in the business. They may not call themselves a coach, but you're following in their footsteps. You're learning what their processes are. What do they do on a daily basis? What do they do when they wake up in the morning and they get to the office? How often are they on the phone? How often are they on social media? What are they doing on social media? Right. What are they doing? You know, How do they talk to a client? It's different if you talk to a client at an open house than if you talk to a client that you meet at Starbucks. Like, Where do these conversations go? What do these scripts look like? What do they sound like? You know, that sort of stuff is, is definitely something that you have to look into when you get into an organization. Uh, how long did you spend basically mentoring, being mentored? Uh, I'm still being mentored. I mean, in this business, every single day, you're still learning and growing. So whether you're self-educating through books, podcasts, webinars, or face-to-face -face mentorship, um, I still 
hound uh, Sam Gian. Uh, shout out to Sam. He he was there for me from day one over at Berkshire Hathaway, and I was calling him nonstop. 8 a.m., 10 p.m., it didn't matter. If I had a question, I was calling him, and our deal was, so long as I didn't ask the same question twice, it was good. So in other words, if we were learning. Sure. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And so I still lean on Sam a lot, uh, along with other agents and then you know other people outside of our industry as well. I think that's important to get that outside look. How important is it to build those relationships, you think? I mean, there's there, everybody goes out and thinks, I can do it on my own. Um, I, you know, I'm going to take this other place cause it's a hundred percent split mm -hmm. or, you know, I'm, you know, I don't need, I, I can figure this thing out. How important was it to you to, to have that relationship? And, and aside from just having a, somebody in the industry, like other relationships around you. For sure. I mean, I, I think as soon as I realized, um, very quickly to service people and not go after the money everything changed for me. So it was all about servicing people in the beginning, uh, really making sure that I was taking care of people, and then really going after the mentors to get the information that I need so that I could service the people. So tell me a little bit about what do you mean by service the people? Like there's everybody, I, I have this saying that your purpose in business is to be of service to others, mm -hmm. but your business's purpose is to be a profit. And there's, there's, uh, there's a subtle difference there, but it's a common thing that ends up happening. And I think there's a lot of people who get into business and they mistake being of service with doing things for free. Sure. Right. And so what, what kind of, what do you mean by being of service? Cause obviously you're being profitable, you're closing <laughs> deals. How, what's the difference between, you know, being of service in your mind versus, you know, trying to go out there and go for the dollars? Well, I think a lot of people don't realize you are running a business as a realtor. You know, that that's an incredibly important fact of, of establishing yourself in the business and being able to go above and beyond for your clients. When you're not thinking about the dollar, you can make the right decisions on behalf of the client, whether it's telling someone, you know, you should probably go in a different direction because he's the neighborhood expert. Um, you know, but you're not you're not thinking selfishly. You're thinking about your client first, and then the effects of that will will trickle down in your best interest as well. So how does that how does that cascade for you and transition into um, dealing with particular types of clients? Like, are you primarily focusing on buyers? Or are you primarily focusing on sellers? How do you how would you uh, equate your quality of service to what you're doing in your business? Absolutely. I I, I mean I, I focus on helping people. So whether it's a buyer, a listing, whether it's in Logan Heights or it's in La Jolla, I want to be working with people that I think that I connect with and that I can help. And that, that isn't just uh, with buyers or sellers. Uh, a big part of my business is collaborating with other agents. So a lot of my business is co-listing with other agents and creating that synergy and collaborating. And I've found that to be a huge key to my business as well. That is huge. Because there's a lot of, uh, I mean, let's face it, it's a cutthroat business. Mm -hmm. um, when I get a listing, I want the whole commission, especially mm -hmm. if I'm an agent that's not producing very much. Maybe I need that, mm -hmm. right? But the benefit that would come from bringing somebody in with experience, I think that's uh, a business maturity that happens along the way versus a, a necessity. Agreed. I mean, I think that value is priceless. You know, so teach a man to fish, he can eat forever. Give a man a fish, he can eat for a day, right? So you might earn that, that extra couple thousand dollars in commission, but I think the opportunity to learn from someone who's been there or is where you want to be uh, is huge, you know? So not only am I working with people that I think I bring value to, but they also bring value to me. So it's a great partnership. We're collaborating and there's nothing better than a sales environment where everyone's making money. 
Oh, absolutely. Right? And when everybody's making money, you're willing to go out of your way to help somebody else. Yeah. Because you're not working for the money. You're having a great time. You're enjoying the journey and you're taking care of yourself and others around you. You're empowering other people. And then I think the universe gives it back to you. I was talking to uh, to somebody today, you know, via via Instagram, actually. And we we're having conversations. She has a photo booth, you know, little thing that she's trying to get off the ground. And we happen to have a couple uh, similar friends, right? I mean, that's kind of how Instagram works anyways. Mm-hmm. And so we identified some of them. Um, and, uh, one of them was Gabe Mendez, for example. And she's like, yeah, he's a hustler. Like he, you know, he works all the time, all, you know, and, and I noticed that from a lot of agents, they work a lot. And she's like, I don't know how he does it. He doesn't, he doesn't even drink coffee. And I'm like, well, it's because he actually likes what he does. Right. Right. When you, when you associate yourself, like you were saying with other people in the business who are working and are as driven as you are, who are as clients focused as you are, it's almost like you're not working. It's right. like you get to hang out with these people right? and everybody wins. Client wins. You win. Your co, your, your co uh, agents win. Mm-hmm. Everybody's winning. And you're having a good time doing it. You start to get a, almost an adrenaline, you right. know, of excitement of, of just, you know, you're in the groove, you got the momentum going. And so you're excited to wake up every single day and go out and help people. Yeah. And, and, and uh, you actually can make a living off it. Absolutely. And that's a good one. Yeah. And that's one of those things that, that uh, a nine to fiver probably doesn't understand as much, right? Because they go to work, they, they go to work to earn money. You go to work to have fun. And the more you have fun in what you're doing, the more you get paid. Yeah, it's like it's a totally different mindset. Speaking of bringing value, uh, May tenth, there's a, an event happening. Can you tell me about that? Absolutely, the uh, SDAR Elevate Expo down at the convention center. They have that every single year, and uh, they've asked me to be one of the breakout speakers. Can you tell me a little bit about what you're going to talk about? Maybe not all the you know, all, not all the gems, but sure. Well, what's your topic going to be on? Sure. One of the things that I like to do is empower the success of others, and so as soon as soon as I started to realize how I was generating my business, I wanted to share that with others. And so at my previous brokerage, they approached me about going out and actually uh, giving a seminar every six weeks to agents within the brokerage, showing them some of the things that I've done, uh, not just with open house, but using sales psychology to your advantage and marketing to your advantage to, to really elevate your game. And so I guess SDAR got wind of it, asked me to come out and present next week. That makes, dude, that's, that's really cool. Anytime, in my opinion, anytime you're able to help another agent reach that next level of success, it makes a big difference. Um, Dean, Dean Aguilar group is one of those people that I, I admire because of the amount of content that he puts out, those little pearls of wisdom, those little, those little subtle things that you might uh, come across at an open house when you're, sure. when you're sitting in front of the client, not what you say, maybe how you say it mm-hmm. and understanding those little tidbits of information can take an agent from, you know, having 20 people show up at their open house and finding a lead and actually turning that lead and converting it into a potential buyer, potential seller. I think those pearls are, you know, invaluable and you're going to be out there presenting them at the convention. Do they give you like a time frame or anything? Uh, 2 to 2.50 p.m. 2 to 2.50. And it's May 10th. That's a Friday, right? Correct. Next Friday, they're going to have a whole expo. Uh, prior to that, they'll have a few CEOs. Mary Lee, I think EXP CEO will be there. Uh, Mary Lee Blaylock from Berkshire Hathaway. Uh, they have the HomeSnap CEO. Uh, all sorts of people over there talking about the real estate business, how it's changing, how it's evolving, and how uh, the the new school agents are coming in and bringing a fresh approach to what's taking place in the in the business. Oh yeah, I heard a stat um, that said uh, five years from now, 
80% of the homes are going to be sold by agents who don't even have a license yet. Right. So if you think about that, most agents only last in the business two years. Mm-hmm. So, and your license is renewal up at four. Right. So they don't even outlive their license and they're in and out of the business. So there's people, and, and one of the main reasons is because they don't realize that this is a sales job. Mm-hmm. Right. And a lot of people are scared to call themselves a salesperson, but dude, that's what we are. It blows my mind. Dude, right. Right. They're, I don't understand how they, they just don't understand that you're literally selling someone on the American dream you're yeah. selling them on the opportunity that not only can they but should they and this is how you're gonna get their process that's all it is and I think you're not so much selling them I mean you're guiding them towards something society has told them they want and need yeah. their entire life you know and so a lot of times you're able to help these people out but yes that it's a negotiation right your job is to negotiate on behalf of your client whether you're buying and selling and there's a psychology to that and so I think helping helping uh, it helps you to understand that psychology a little bit when you're going to battle against another agent trying to save your client money yeah it definitely does well I mean I I I think every agent is is looking for a way to learn, right? So they want to improve themselves. And they the reason why they want to improve is because they want to educate their client. Mm-hmm. I mean, you would, would you agree that they want to be able to give the client enough information so that they make an educated decision? Absolutely, for right? the most part. Right, and, and once you provide the client with enough information to make an educated decision, now they're able to take the next step. And I think it's not about were they you know were they able to it's maybe they didn't know the way to get there again all about empowering others all about empowering others so what you've been through some some changes uh brokerage wise what was that like um, it was interesting for me, you know, I, I have a lot of love and loyalty for when I was with Berkshire Hathaway, you know, they helped me get to where I am. Uh, but, you know, uh, with the industry changing and with our goals growing, you know, we wanted to continue to associate ourselves with a brand that was going to proactively empower us and uh, not one that was sitting back and reacting, uh, one that was actually taking action. Because uh, in my opinion, the I like that idea. I think uh, I was telling you before the show that that I only see really two brokerage models that are empowering the agents to build something of their own, to build something that they can take on with them, that they can have an exit strategy in the real estate world. Because that's that's a big thing to me. Like if you you can go to a nine to five job, and one of the appealing things about a nine to five job is there's going to be a retirement plan, whether you go government and there's a pension or you know a, a qualified plan or a defined benefit plan. There's something in place. You can go to corporate America and maybe there's like a four hundred one k or something where you're putting money away for yourself. It's built into the program. But in real estate. That doesn't exist, right? Right. The traditional brokerage model is not like that. It's you're a 1099, which mm-hmm. means you're your own business, which means you're responsible for paying your own taxes. You're responsible for you know your income, whatever you produce is there. But beyond that, there's nothing built in. And I think a lot of real real estate agents struggle with just uh, with the basics of paying their bills. And then beyond that, when you're talking about paying taxes and then maybe putting a nest egg away from themselves, that doesn't that doesn't exist anymore. Right. And so, so I see, you know, I saw, I was looking at Compass, I was looking at EXP and these are two different companies that have an avenue for agents to continue to produce, but also have the backing to build their own business. Sure. What was, what was it like, uh, you know, when you went into, to Compass, what, tell me a little bit about what, what you, why you chose Compass and not any other, you know, brokerage model. Absolutely. Well, once you start growing your business, you start having all the, the third party vendors coming at you trying to get your business. And so I found myself consistently saying to them, who's going to proactively empower me? 
right? Like who's going to come to me and say, I know what you're doing and what you're not doing. And I want to help you fill those gaps. And I started saying that enough to the point where I went home and said, well, what is my brokerage doing for me? <laughs> like, what are they proactively doing to empower me? And they were, they were doing some things, but I finally decided, you know what, it's time to listen, you know, not be closed minded, go out, listen to the different opportunities that were presented to us. And we went everywhere. And <clears throat> There's a lot of great companies out there. There's some incredible mentors out there. You know, Sam over at Big Block is doing some amazing, amazing things. You know, I, I love his energy talking about empowering others. You know, he, he brings it every single day. Um, but when I walked out of Compass and not even not even to the point where I walked out, I was sitting in the meeting thinking to myself, wow, I got a decision to make. I was that impressed by what they were trying to put together, you know, and, and for me, I have a lot of people that ask, wow, why are so many people, you know, moving over to Compass? What's going on there? And for me, it's it's a cultural shift. You, you have people that understand uh, that it, it's about the agent. And if you can bring the right agents into the workplace and empower them, they can go out and serve their clients. They don't need someone holding their hand to do that. Right. And so Compass has set up a, a situation where they empower their agents to go out and be the best they can. And therefore, we can serve our clients uh, at a next level. And, and so for me, that was a no brainer. Uh, the support that they offer, um, every level uh, of support has blown me away. And I thought I was going to have some sleepless nights. You know, it's I'm a loyal guy. So it was a tough decision. Mm -hmm. um, but ultimately, I, I knew that it was the right step for my business and where I wanted to take it. And I haven't had a single regret yet. See, and that's one of those things that that for me is is hard to get across because I think we come. I mean, my age group. I'm I'll be 37 this year, so people who are my age and a little bit older, uh, maybe about 35 or so, and a little bit older. We come from a very brand loyal culture, mm -hmm. right? I mean, you know, I don't know about you. I'm a Pepsi guy, right? And mm -hmm. so anytime I go, that's that's the brand I go to, sure. right? I mean, that's that's where that's what I'm identified with. I, I I was of the age group where if I went to Walmart, for example, I didn't buy the Walmart brand. I didn't trust the store brand. I trusted the name brand that I went to, right? Mm -hmm. And so you know transitioning and at least you know moving wasn't even an option i didn't even take a look at any stats or anything they had to offer because i'm, I'm brand loyal mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. i wear my charger blue that's, right. that's it that's where i'm gonna be they right. might have scarred me but this is where i'm at right and so you know if I can, it wasn't their fault by the way it was it wasn't their fault <laughs> exactly ownership right ownership but that's one of those things that that i wish people would kind of open their eyes to and just say you know, if you're going to make a decision, you wouldn't tell your buyer to make a decision without giving them all the options. Mm -hmm. So if you're going to make a decision on the brokerage, wherever you're at, open your eyes to the opportunities mm -hmm. and then make an educated decision. Mm -hmm. I love that they've uh, freed up the management there. So, for example, my manager is a sales manager. Her job is to focus on sales so she doesn't do any type of recruiting. They're not relying on agents to recruit. They have their expansion team to deal with that. They don't hire anyone without a minimum GCI. So your manager's not spending time troubleshooting or training. They're really there to help you sell. Growth. Mm -hmm. It's about growth. Absolutely. That. Yeah, no, it's, it's definitely cool. You guys have associated yourselves with some major brands. I saw the other day um, uh, Jason Cassidy was... was posting that you know they were now the the uh it was it used to be the onyx suite i think it was uh, and the now omni omni suite yeah. right the omni suite and now it's the compass suite yep all right and i spent some time in that suite and done some of the events that they've had there there it's a great spot and now like 
that that to me that's showing the growth of a particular brokerage the where they're putting their name where they're strategically putting their name and uh you know what what they want to brand themselves as it's definitely one of those you know it's it's putting themselves up there with the berkshire hathaways like you were saying uh before the show right it's definitely that higher end brand and and they're they're aligning themselves in a position where i think it's going to be they're at least disrupting and they're very agent focused and uh and i think they're going to be one of the few that's continuing to to stand I, i heard another statistic recently um a lot of the other traditional brokerages are actually losing agents whereas compass exp i think it was a home what was the other i forgot the name of the other one are actually growing and that's that's uh to me that's one of those things where you're like you can see the writing on the wall sure you can see the change we all have seen it with retail mm-hmm. right yeah amazon absolutely. came in and kicked some butt absolutely right and now we're now we're starting to see that in in our world um what do you think about and this is a little bit off topic what do you think about the whole uh zillow movement into the industry Zillow. <laughs> you know, I don't mind it. I think it's a necessary evil. Mm-hmm. You know, I think obviously it's something that we have to overcome. Um, I, I think we gave them the power, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, and now I think we've realized it, you know, and I say we as a whole, the industry, the industry ha- has realized, you know, wow, we gave it to them. Now it's our turn to take it back. And so it's kind of our fault. You know, for me, I don't really like to spend energy on that. You know, um, I I like to go out and get my business. And I think it goes back to what you were originally talking about with relationships. You know, the agent that's going to work with Redfin and the client that's going to work with Redfin, they don't really care about relationships. They're, they're, they're focused on bottom line. Whereas the, the buyer or seller that does care about a relationship does care about, about that extra level of service is going to shy away from those places. So I think it's constantly something that I'm battling, whether it's the Zestimate or should you buy leads from them or not. Uh, for me, it's the mob. And if you want to pay to play with them, you can. If not, you, you can find ways around it. No, I love that. That's actually the, the perfect answer I was, I was looking for. It's, it's all about that relationship, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, we're big. We have the whole hashtag powerful relationships going. I, I love the fact that um, it is a very much relationship oriented business. But the but one of the issues I see with agents is they close a transaction and that's the last time they speak to the client. Mm-hmm. What do you what are the type of things would you advise a, a new agent to come in to nurture that relationship to continue to uh, to, you know, to expand on it so it's not just a transactional thing sure so that they continue to grow their business i think what it comes down to is being comfortable when you start to become comfortable you start to stop doing your processes and some of your processes are follow-up and so if you're not following up with the lowest hanging fruit the people that have already done business with you then you're missing an obvious opportunity uh so for for me it's it's all about keeping in touch with them whether you're providing you know updated values on their home or their neighbor's home selling sending them newsletters on what's happening in the industry opportunities to refinance whatever it may be to make sure that you have that line of communication with them so that you're still front of mind what's your schedule look like as far as that follow-up time is it all phone call based is it all is it all email based is it all social media based what does that look like it's it's a combination Um, i actually just took a look at where majority of my business comes from and it's all over the place uh, from open houses to referrals to social media Uh, i think social media is the easiest one that people kind of rely on whereas 
that good old fashioned phone call goes a long, long way, you know, and I think we forget that nowadays millennials, they're all about, you know, texting and making it very quick through Instagram chats or, or uh, Facebook chat. And I think the people that are buying and selling homes, they're, they're not millennials. They're, they're on the cusp of it and they, they appreciate the time that it takes to pick up the phone, which is not much and just say hello make sure that you're you're still checking in with them they still love their home that's one of the first things i say to my clients when they when i hand them their keys and they say thank you or i sell their house and they say thank you i say thank me in six months right <laughs> like i want to make sure six make sure months from talking. now yeah. you're still stoked that you bought this house and you're still stoked with me so i appreciate it but thank me in six months after you've sold the house and we helped you get another one or whatever the case may be makes a big difference like uh I've been I've been making a huge push on social media as you're aware as our viewers and listeners are aware been a huge push but I've been trying to do it a little bit different like uh, when we conversated one of the first things I did was I sent you a video DM Mm -hmm. right and Mm -hmm. I think that little bit of approach is I call it a digital handshake sure right because honestly you're right our generation I want to see your face I want to I want to hear your voice and those little thumbs going across the screen just don't always cut it. I don't right. know. You know, I have a habit of putting an exclamation point after everything. And I'm like, okay, well, maybe that's not really how I would have said it. Mm-hmm. Right. Maybe, you know, that's not really me. But I feel like if I send you a video, then you see me. You see my expressions. You mm-hmm. see how I'm talking to you. You know, it's personal. You know, it's me and you connecting. Yeah. You know, it's me from the DM. But now this way is just a little bit more of a personal touch. Absolutely. I'm also doing that with comments, by the way. Mm-hmm. So like if there's a post and I want to leave you a comment, I'm starting to not type it. I'm just going to leave you a video comment. I love that. And I think it adds to the conversation. So now you're scrolling through the feed and you see all these other things. We always stop at gifts. We always stop at, you know, right. little little pictures or whatever. Now I'm going to be recognized by my clients and their friends with a voice. That's a huge. Right? That's huge. So now it, all my followers are going to start seeing your face everywhere. That's how it's going to grow, right? right? But right. It, and it could be something simple, like, dude, that's a great point, right? But mm-hmm. it's me saying it. Yep. It's not me just pretending like I just made a comment. Like you actually know I'm in, engaging with you because the engagement is what it's all about. One thousand percent, I think, and the the excitement can actually translate through text. An exclamation point doesn't really go that far. It kind of gets saturated, especially if you're always using them. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. But. And when it comes to follow-up, sometimes I can't get a hold of the person on the phone. Sometimes a text a text message is not going to cut it. But if you're constantly reaching out to that group of people, if you're if you're constantly even on Facebook talking to them, and you make it personal, mm-hmm. it's almost as good as a phone call touch, if not better. If not better, because you've actually thought that extra step. Right, right. Right. And so that's one of those things that you know. I, I wanted to make sure I threw out there and I'm just kind of gauging it on people who do lead follow-up traditionally Mm -hmm. that are productive Mm -hmm. to see what kind of what you guys think you know what I mean because I haven't I haven't been in the in in the trenches since I I, I don't even remember when the last time it was I get leads and I get deals but I hand them off because I don't you know the wife said I want you home on the evenings and then the weekends (laughs) so so it's different when you're not in the trenches Mm -hmm. but the reason why I get leads and the reason why I have that ability is because I'm still communicating. Yeah. Right. And you're hustling. Yeah. And we're hustling and we're hustling. So, uh, real quick before we're, uh, before we're rounding the bend here on time, um, tell me again how, well, tell me how the best way to get in hold of you. And remember you do have a banner so you can kind of, 
tap down, but sure. tell the camera exactly, you know, how they get a hold of you if they want to work with you. Give and me a phone call. Give me a phone call. 619-206-7979. I'll respond to text, Instagram, social media is fine, but I'd love to hear your voice. And when are you going to be speaking again? May 10th, uh, this upcoming Friday from 2 to 2.50 p.m. How to Elevate Your Open House Game. Should be a great time. At the end, I'm going to give away a free two-hour one-on-one mastermind session. Ooh. All right. And then I'm going to start putting things like this together. So if, and I'll put you on the spot, if I put together a mastermind with some top producers in the industry that have been on the show, would you be interested in being part of the program? A thousand percent. Awesome. So, ladies and gentlemen, you heard it. I put them on the spot. Oh, I'm in. I'm in a thousand percent. (laughs) All right. So, that's May 10th, by the way. May 10th at the San Diego Convention Center, the SDAR um, Real Estate Convention, right? Yeah. And if you go to SDAR.com, register with code OPENHOUSE. Uh, That'll give you a discounted rate or free if you're already a member. And then that'll automatically register you for the two-hour mastermind session. So SDAR is tracking all those registrants as well. Sweet. And then uh, I'm going to try to remember, and Jeff is going to remind me when he's about to speak because he's going to send me a video DM. And then I'll send it out, and then we'll we'll, we'll work something out because it's kind of cool to have you on stage and be able to you know say what's up to all these people and get a little bit more attention. That'd be cool. Cool. Yeah. For sure. All right, ladies and gentlemen, and another reminder: three hundred sixty-five pairs of shoes by the end of the year. Hit us up, James at csfirst.com or six one nine zero eight eight four zero zero four five. He'll go over there, pick them up uh, on his Harley, and uh, if you want a little, uh, what do we call these bottle, bottle openers? Opener. Little surfboard little bottle surfboard opener. bottle opener. James will have some with him, so let him know, and uh, and he'll hand one out to you. And if you guys want to be a guest on the podcast, or you know somebody that you want to have as a guest on the podcast, let me know. Hernan at csfirst.com or 619-884-4915. Follow us on social media at Business Bros Pod. And remember, if you're curious about what different brokerages are out there, you guys can hit up Jeff. He'll tell you a little bit about uh, Compass or get, you, get a hold of anybody. And if you're EXP curious, 123EXP text that to 31996 I'll send you a 7 minute video you can check it out and make a decision but make an informed decision because that's what it's all about 100% Jeff, thank you for being on the show thank you for having me appreciate it ladies and gentlemen that's all we got for you guys today peace bye bye and I'm out thank you for listening to the Business Bros Podcast are you interested in being on the show are you looking to sell your home or have a business that needs insurance reach out to the Business Bros via email businessbros at csfirst.com right now or click on the link in the show notes. Thank you for listening. And remember to subscribe and share the podcast with the business professionals who you think would benefit from the show. 